All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Monday, October 2nd. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, do you want to play a game? Do, do you want to play oh. a game? I mean, sure. Because uh, it's time to play a game because the number two film at the box office wants to play a game. So I think it's time for a you give us a plow. Make your choice. Give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, September 29th, 2023. Number one, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, made $23 million in its first weekend. Number two, Saw X made $18 million in its first weekend. Number three, the creator, another newbie, made $14 million at the box office this weekend. Number four, The Nun 2, Spooky Season, going hard, $4.6 million, down only 45%. Hemorrhage Theater, 665 lost, but it's at $76.7 million in its fourth weekend. And number five, The Blind, made $4.1 million in only 1,717 theaters. It's a church bus movie. It is its full total gross at this moment is four point nine million dollars in its first week of release. That's your top five. What's missing? Dumb money, which wow. is at number seven under a haunting in Venice. Dumb money only made three point five million dollars. Wow. In its wide, wide release, because it was in two thousand eight hundred and thirty seven theaters. It's at $7.3 million. This movie is dead. This movie is dead. I I saw this film on Thursday night. And I saw it in a theater in a very trendy neighborhood in New York City where uh, the people, you know, not an art house theater, but a, a theater where this type of film should, in theory, do better than it will anywhere else. And... Mm -hmm. I was in a nearly empty, large auditorium on Thursday. We've talked about it a lot. This movie was a movie that needed its big cast to go out there and tell people what it is, tell people what it's about. People didn't understand. You know, dumb money. I don't want to say dumb audiences, but it was audiences that were undereducated on what this film would be. And... You know, listen, I think also the title in the end wasn't very enticing. You know, people want to feel smart. They don't want to feel dumb unless it is a comedy in which it's promising huge laughs. You know, Dumb and Dumber is one thing. But I think a Oscar bait movie like Dumb Money, people are going to want something that sounds smarter than this. And it was a confusing situation. And you're right. This movie's dead. I think its Oscar chances are dead. It's going to be totally out of theaters in the next week. And the 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 context of the actors not being able to promote is probably the biggest factor here. I would say I agree Mm -hmm. in the sense that they needed to have people explaining this. But at the end of the day, people, I think, also wouldn't be into this in a great degree otherwise, even if they knew, because if Paul Dano goes on hot ones and he's eating the hot wings and he says, I play a Redditor. Mm. I play a Reddit poster. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a regular person's not going to say, that's my hero. Right. Here we go. Got to see the movie about the Reddit guy. Right, right. It's just the thing right now is that internet-based heroes are not marketable at this moment, and they're not rootable. Nobody wants to see a movie based on a Twitter thread. Right. Nobody wants to see gamers turn into non-gamers. Gran Turismo, right, based on a right? story, yeah. And nobody wants to see Reddit posters yeah. as heroes. There, there is a, you know, and not to spoil, but there there's a crucial turn in this movie or a moment in this movie where the audience is supposed to feel bad that a Reddit thread has been shut down. Like, that is mm-hmm. that is a huge emotional beat in the film dumb money that oh no they shut down a reddit thread and these redditors and, no longer could congregate online uh, that is a moment did where they the lose au- all their karma and and points and whatnot yep they the, all the redditors all the shit posters the, the, there's there's a moment where you're supposed to cry because the reddit shit posters can no longer shit posts and share memes and I think okay. the performance at the box office, you're right, clearly showed right now Redditors, shit posters, meme makers are not the emotional centerpieces of a normal modern audience. They don't care whether or not you can shit post. If anything, they probably, you know, I don't know if any of the tracking companies did exit polls here and asked people, do you root for shit posters to be shut down i would mm-hmm. bet that's probably 90 to 100 percent. yes we want shit posters redditors me makers to be shut down and this movie needs you to cry when they're shut down and and that's the thing is not to say that in in 10 15 right. years 100 percent. yeah we won't have a movie about somebody who was huge on Tumblr yes. and that's our hero. Yes. And we all as a nation rally yes. behind that person. I just think it's not now. It's not now. Yes. Yes. It's uh, not now. So, so, so let's not talk about this disaster. No, because we have successful films that were released this weekend. We do. I would say we have three successful films that were. released. No, I would say we have two successful films. Well, I'm also going to count. Let's quickly touch on that number five movie that none of us knew what it was. No, I'm not talking about the creator. I'm talking about the blind, which none of us, you know, myself, yourself, Wanna be O senior intern Christopher on the last episode. Wanna be O junior intern Jack in his research. None of us saw the blind coming. We were blind to the blind. This is a fathom event. And this is the log line for the blind. Long before Phil Robertson was a reality TV star, he fell in love, started a family, and began to spiral out of control. The blind shares never before revealed moments in Phil's life. As he seeks out the uh, to conquer the shame of his past, ultimately finding redemption in an unlikely place. So this is a, like you said, a church bus film in which it, Jesus does not appear. Though who knows? I mean, I, I could very well. See, you don't know that. Yeah, I could very well see Jesus coming to reality star Phil Robertson in a vision. You know, uh, Jesus may be telling future reality star Phil Robertson, "You have to get your ass together." You've got to find a nice Christian woman to fall in love with like that. That could Jesus might cameo in this in mirrors 
you know, and in like the reflections on dinner plates, or I guess the reflections in beer mugs, my guess would be like Jesus might be reflected in an empty beer mug or a crack vial of future reality star Phil Robertson. But this is a, you start off as a sinner and you end up as a winner type of church bus movie. And, you know, this isn't blowing the doors off of the church buses or the front of the churches, but $4 million. It's a fathom event too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this is one of those great little additions to a theater's revenue yep. that pops in, gets its mills and then pops out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and you, you know, it doesn't seem like this is already a franchise, but it's about a future reality star, Phil Robertson. And now the people who made the blind, you, you can make that reality show. You know, you could make your yeah. Phil Robertson reality show and put it on a, you know, like PAX network or or something like that and, and, or and you keep could, the franchise going. You could make a sequel for this, too, because there's always mm-hmm. things that you forget, like horrible things you did that you forgot. Yes. So do run it back. Yes. Here's 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 the horrible things you did that I didn't show the first time. Yes, 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 yes. It's sort of like, you know, Jesus can be like, oh, you know what? I just kind of showed you the uh, some of the highlights, but there's more. There's, there's more. more that you did. Yeah, yeah, because we, we stuck to, you know, the drinking and the boozing. Now the sequel, we're going to show you the gambling, the philandering, um, the self-mutilation that we mm-hmm. didn't show you in the first The Blind. And uh yeah. I mean, I, 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 good for this movie, got people in the, in the movie theaters eating some popcorn. I'm sure there were a lot of movie theater owners who, who didn't even realize that they were showing this film and, and oh, pleasantly yeah. surprised. So good for the blind fathom event. They thought it was probably just an opera or something. If it's a fathom, they're like, whatever, just right. put it in there. It's the, it's an opera probably. Right. Right. I, I wonder how often theater owners get the thumb drive from fathom stick it in the side of their USB slot for the projector and don't even really know what they're about to show. You know, a lot of times is it, I'd say, I'd say 98%. Right. Right. Where they're like the bus that's showing up, is it coming from a church? Is it coming from, you know, the upper West side to see an opera? Is it coming? Who, who knows where this bus is coming from, but mm-hmm. this weekend it was to see the blind. So, Let's before we get into the two winners, the two big winners, let's talk about the creator real quick. So this is one big winner. I would say two winners, but we'll 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 get to those. Let's knock out this creator. So this is a uh, 20th century under the Disney umbrella release. It is Gareth Edwards, new original sci fi film starring John David Washington. And this thing opened to 14 million dollars it's an 80 million dollar yep. budget obviously whatever movies cost what they cost that's but but the the big thing is here this is not looking like it's going to be a success i don't think the no. cost to, to uh revenue ratio is going to be something fox is happy with or 20th century is happy with here and we kind of called this i mean i think i might have went lower than 14 i feel like i was like this is going to make 12 or 13 but we all kind of or or maybe maybe want to be o senior intern christopher might have been the highest of us on this did he have this at number uh, 1 or he had no no none, none of us had this at number 1 okay uh 
I had this at number two just because of the PLFs. Mm, I thought that that additional ticket price would be the thing to put it over uh, Saw X, not interest. It would just have been the fact that there's IMAXs, a lot of IMAXs available for this film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, this field, for all the reasons we mentioned in the last episode, Gareth Edwards is not an auteur that people care about. Um, John David Washington is not a star. Mm, yeah, where I feel like I'm reading a lot of uh, articles by pundits chastising people for not seeing this movie because it's original sci-fi. Don't you want original sci-fi? Don't you want original movies? What are you doing? Guess what? It doesn't matter. People don't choose movies that way. They don't say, well, if it's original, I guess I got to sit through it. Right, right. They want to see movies they want to see. And a spectacular uh, film that is original will do business. But a movie that looks like – this movie did not have anything – that did that that hadn't been done before in my mind what what was the difference between this and say oblivion except for tom cruise wasn't in it right like this thing did not look unique in any shape or form it it did you're right Oblivion's such a good one i mean oblivion obviously opened like to 40 million or something but oblivion this looks like the second tier tom cruise sci-fi movie yeah. Except it didn't yeah. have Tom Cruise. It had a star's son in it. Yes. You know, yes. And, yes. and 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 this the son of a star who's never been known for sci-fi. You know, if this had Surrey Cruise in it, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. say, okay, the Cruise sci-fi lineage continues. I'll see yeah. Surrey Cruise in this, but Denzel Washington's not a sci-fi guy, and then it's you got his son in there in a genre that's never been tied to the family. So you don't even have that going for it. Um, you mentioned IMAXs, this movie, IMAX, it looked like it did almost 50% of the business for this film. I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, so that is, it did fit 53% of the weekend for the creator came from PLF and IMAX screen. So not just IMAX, but PLF yeah. and IMAX, but the, the large quality formats, are really what took the creator even to this number. So if the creator didn't wow. have those, it's not going to be the creator. It's the creator, you know, because this movie oh, yeah. would have fully cratered at the box office if it if it didn't have those IMAX prices propping it up. Um, That's terrible. Yeah, what a disaster. Yeah, it's it's like you said. People want to see what they want to see. No one makes movie choices morally. In mm-hmm. that, let me support the creator. So that I get other original films that I'll like better down the road. The, the support I should be a word stricken from talking about the box office, talking about films. Yes. People do not support a film the way they support a charity or they support a political candidate. They or or mm-hmm. or, or the way they support a baseball team. You know. Yeah. Original film is not the Mets. I support the Mets. I do not support yes. the genre of film that I like. I support a movie that I want to see. So people are And you will going, go see a Mets game during a terrible season to support. To support. Yes. But you're not going to see a movie that you think looks boring or terrible 
to support original sci-fi. Listen, I went to see, not to go back to, but I saw the film Dumb Money on Thursday, partially to support the New York Mets, because one of the characters depicted in Dumb Money is Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets. He's a a financial scumbag who was a financial scumbag in the Dumb Money universe, and he's since bought the New York Mets. And him being in the movie, his his real-life character being depicted by Vincent D'Onofrio and Dumb Money was a draw to me for that movie because I support the New York Mets, not because I support okay. original Oscar bait dramas in the theaters. That's not why I went. I went to support the New York Mets. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's, that's, I mean, sports, movies are not sports. Movies are not sports. You know sports. what I mean? Uh, the box office is like a sport. It's better than a lot of the sports yes. that people follow. Like, I, listen, I'm a hockey fan, but box office is better than hockey. Yes, 100%. Yes. I would say I would say it's better than baseball, although you would disagree. No, baseball number one, box office number two, you know, NFL, NBA, pro wrestling. Uh, okay. Yeah, battling right. for number three. So do you see there are there are demos for the creator? Do you have the demos in front of you, Demo God? Uh, I don't. Do you have, I have them? some demos here? So guys really were the majority of this box office, 71% of the audience were guys. Half of those between 18 and 34. So a young audience amongst the guys there. Well, and now, yeah, 1834 is a demo you want to be in. But man, women did not care about this movie. Women did not care about this movie. And this was not a date movie. This was oh, guys yeah. to the degree anyone went to see this film for 14 million. This was guys who just went on their own who just went Ooh. and and went by themselves. So these this is a lonely guys film. Yeah. You know? and if I'm a lady and I walk into this theater, I'm probably taking a few steps back. Yeah. And you know, maybe going to see Saw X which which was more of a date movie. Yes. Oh, it was so much. I mean, listen, we'll get to it. Billy the Puppet I think has crossed that threshold into being just uh, someone everyone wants to hang out with or someone feels comfortable with but women did not crush? women did not feel comfortable in this the creator audience this was all lonely dudes who wanted mm-hmm. to see a ai you know character um the and we'll get into the ai in a second but the the diversity demos 46% white 20% Hatin, uh hispanic and latino 18% black, 15% Asian other. So you did get an over-indexing in uh, a slightly in Asian and, and in black. So John David Washington and, and the premise of the creator did get a little bit of over-indexing there. But it's still 46% white. This was still mostly a white guy audience. You know, yeah. a, a lonely by himself white guy audience to see this AI film. So Clayton, I'll throw to you. We talked earlier about how gamers, Redditors, shit posters do not feel like they're ready for prime time to be the hero of a hit film. AI as a concept, you know, and AI as a sci-fi concept has obviously been part of big movies before, you know, I robot was sort of a, 
hey, robots taking over, Terminator, all that stuff. But AI. Yeah, Terminator is the biggest one. Yeah. Right. Terminator's AI. But AI, I think we're getting to a place where in the Terminator days, you're like, wow, look at this this problem that's hundreds of years down the line. It's fun to imagine the destruction that AI could cause at the box office. I think we're in a period now where people don't want to deal with that. And they mm-hmm. don't want to see depictions of what if AI screws with everyday human life. It's just not a fun premise in this moment where that could actually happen any second. Well, you know, when Terminator came out, especially Terminator 2, which I think is like the defining mm-hmm. uh, Terminator movie, because it really goes into that whole idea a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I think more there was so still hope. Yeah. Yeah. There was still hope to defeat it. Mm. There was still hope that someone would heed the warnings. And now we know, and we should have known, because right. it's like this with everything is that if they can do it, they will do it. And it doesn't matter if it's helpful for society or not, because people will just unemotionally try to push things to the very limit Mm -hmm. until we are completely destroyed. That's just the way it always goes. And so I think that there's a level of fatalism in people's point of view Mm. now that doesn't allow them to sit back, relax and watch a movie where AI destroys everything because that in their mind is reality Mm -hmm. is happening and will happen. And it's, there's no way to stop it. Mm -hmm. And I think that does not make for escapist entertainment. And I don't think this movie's smart enough to be a highbrow version of this where you get the high-minded people to come and say, oh my gosh, this is a masterpiece. It's an action movie about AI starring a guy that doesn't bring butts to the seats with a director that nobody knows. The only thing they know about is that he got Rogue One taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and think- I heard that there was a lot of spin about that in some articles. Anthony, D is for Disney, D Alessandro, mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, that was overstated. It's like, no, nah, dude. It doesn't matter if it didn't happen that way. It's still he's still the guy that didn't finish Rogue One. Right, right, right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. If you get taken off of, listen, Clayton has been removed from several, oh, several jobs, situations, many. buildings, forcibly, forcibly removed. And anytime you've been forcibly removed, there is no spin that could have covered that up. No. No, oh. you were removed. Gareth Edwards was removed from Rogue One. The last film that he made, I think you said it there, it wasn't a masterpiece. And this film in some ways needed to, if not be a masterpiece, to have more glowing reviews behind it. And like we talked about on the preview episode, needed to have an image in that trailer, a sequence in that trailer that made people get excited. There was not a... Mm-hmm blowing up the White House from above Independence Day style moment where people were saying, you got to see this creator that this film just didn't have that. It didn't have a giant star. AI is a premise that if anything scares people in the wrong way Mm -hmm. and that listen, it added up to 14 million. And I think a film that is not going to hold, I mean, this is, this is 65, 
let's be honest. We saw 65 earlier yeah. in the year with Adam Driver, and this was definitely supposed to be much bigger. And I think we're looking at the same trajectory because 65 open to uh, around the same number, right? 65 open to... Uh, I think it opened to less. Did it open to less? Did it open to single digit 65? Did it Did it only open at 9 or $10 million? Um, looking at that now and 65, which came out just this March, opened to 12. So, okay. I did so the not same that thing. Off. And it wound up at 32. And the creator is probably headed for the same direction. Wind up in the 30s, probably doesn't crack 40. Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah, the absolutely. creator gets to a number any, you know, much higher than what 65 did. Yeah. I mean, with the movies that are coming out, you know, in the next couple of weeks, this thing's just going to get buried. Especially, get buried. I mean, would, I mean, obviously, you know, the the 10,000 pound gorilla or whatever, Taylor Swift, that movie's taken over the IMAXs. This yes. thing's, no one's seen this movie in a, a postage stamp size theater no. screen. No, I mean, listen, next Friday, this coming Friday is The Exorcist Believer. And whatever you think of that film, it's going to get the PLFs. It's going to get the, the, the large format screens. So, you know. Next weekend is how many people are paying eight how how many tickets uh priced at eight dollars add up to the second weekend at the creator, and that's probably not gonna be very much. So let's talk about Clay, do you mind if we skip to the f- number one film right now at the box office? Can we skip? Yeah, I was one? going to. Let's do it. The most successful movie of the weekend, which I called and no one else did. You did. So why don't you as the as the the Redditors and the shit posters say, why don't you get your flowers, Clayton? You called the number one. So tell us, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, made $23 million. And tell us why. How did this end up at number one? I mean, it's as simple as as the credo that we live by. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes don't live by it, and I always get burnt, is that... The rats need their cheese. They need their cheese. This movie had an A cinema score, mm-hmm. which is better than the first one, which was at an A minus. It was just the right movie at the right time. Now, was it impacted by the torrential rain? I think probably there was a little bit of of uh, impact for. At least the top two movies. Yes. I think this weekend because of rain. Yeah. Theaters but were closed. I, theaters, major theaters in New York City were closed. Yeah. But they were only closed for, what was it? Was it Friday night? Yes. Yes. I think yeah. by Saturday, things were back to normal. By 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 Saturday, uh, the rats had drunk enough. And I, I don't mean the children. I mean actual sewer rats had drank enough of the rainwater that the sewers were emptied and the theaters were able to open. That, that's how we solve things in New York City. So kids gave this a 91% recommend, kids under 12. Mm-hmm. This thing is popular. Kids love it. If the parents were like, it's too rainy this weekend, we can't go, they're going next weekend. Yep. I think this is a movie that can go head to head with something like exorcist something like taylor swift wow. because it is such a different movie yeah. than anything else that's out there the paw patrol brand is strong mm-hmm. and i think that this is a movie that it's not going to blow the doors off 
but it's definitely a great rebound from the first one, which had the coronavirus sort of, you know, issue it had to deal with when it originally came out. So I do think that this franchise is 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 strong. This is at strong. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I think this will play well for the next, you know, six to eight weeks until it's on PBOD or Paramount Plus. So yeah, the kids went out to see it. Um, you know, listen, I after the preview episode where I was a little low on this, I uh a wannabe old girl long time OG wannabe old girl uh, on this show reached out to me to listen, rake me over the coals. I'll be honest for being low on the Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Cause she told me that in LA and obviously, you know, the coasts are not the, the, the stacks or the, the planes, but in LA she couldn't drive anywhere without seeing posters, signage billboards for this film. And that had an effect she has a child. She has a wannabe O baby mm-hmm. who listens to this show, whether by choice or not. The wannabe O baby listens to this show, and she saw those billboards and she said, "Mama, mama, mama, I want to see Paw Patrol." She's never watched a second of Paw Patrol cartoon. She's never watched any of the digital shorts that Paw Patrol puts out. Any of their shoulder content. Never seen them. Just saw the signage, and said, "Mama, mama, mama." Take me to that. Take me to that film. Because it's puppies. It's puppies. It's puppies. I mean, and they're dressed as superheroes, which I guess, you know, we threw that Mm. out there. It helps. Uh, They're puppies and they're very cute puppies. We've seen other Uh, puppies that are not as cute. The Paw Patrol design gets a kid to just see a a, a flat image and want to see it. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're cute. They're cute. Um, we and you know who else is cute? Who else? Billy. Well, uh, do you want to quickly? Do you see the any diversity demo info that matters uh, I, I, to you I mean, on Paw Patrol? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't on know Paw if Patrol. We need Paw Patrol do. didn't really happen, but Paw Patrol. Yeah, it looks like it's it's split across um, Hispanic at 32. percent So you know, really pretty diverse crowd for 19 percent Asian, other 15 percent Black. So. Everyone came out. Everyone was was equally charmed by these puppies. So good showing mm-hmm. out of out of Paw Patrol. The franchise is strong. We'll be seeing Paw Patrol three. Um, will we be seeing Saw XI? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It didn't go to number one. It didn't. It didn't go as high as you and Brett. From the new flesh, the great new flesh. Yep. Hashtag horror horror lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is this is by no means a failure. Oh, no. I thought you guys were crazy for saying this thing was going to open in the 20s, in the 30s even. That was a while ago. But I I had got, I had left it at 23 or 24 on our prediction. I thought low 20s. I thought thought a little higher than the industry tracking, which had it at 20 by the end. I added a little but higher he, than that. Here's the thing. You know, we got a we we got we got a text, a personal text from a wannabe old boy who has a direct line to us. Okay. That sent us the Rotten Tomatoes scores yes. for this, which was in the 90s at the time. Yes. And nothing had ever in this in this franchise had gotten over 50. No. I mean, this film, this franchise was was 
clearly placed in the, you know, 2000s torture porn bucket, you know, and I use bucket, uh, uh, I use bucket correctly here because hostile bucket of guts saw, you know, all of the imitators, they were bucket movies. Things wound Mm -hmm. up in buckets in those films. And I think Mm -hmm. saw has been derided as torture porn, as low rent. And I, what I called was, I felt like right now saw was coming in for a reappraisal. And I do think it got its critical cultural reappraisal here. And I think the audience didn't come out to the large degree. I thought, but I still think saw is on an upswing coming out of saw X in a way that it was not, you know, three films ago. I think it helped in a way that Spiral was rejected so hard in the sense that this looks like such a great rebound from that as opposed to making like a little under two million more than Jigsaw, right? So, I mean, which is what it did. It didn't blow the doors off. It didn't get into the 30s like the high times did. But here's the thing with this movie is that I do think it's going to have legs. Yes, I, I think that legs. with the word of mouth and especially with weather being a little bit better and spooky season getting into full, full throttle, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the nun doing well here right. and I, the nun way stronger than I gave it credit for. I, I, I feel bad. I, I need to go and do my penance yes. for how badly I spoke against the nun. Yes. Should you but, go to, should you go to a church? Do you think right now yes. church are accepting people who just want to say I'm sorry to a nun? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great listen. Ch- churches are always looking for for ways to fill the coffers nowadays. Attendance is down. You know, you talk about theater attendance, church attendance is is down in a lot of markets and if they opened up a business model where you could come and apologize to a nun for under predicting the success of the nun too, I think that's a way for these churches to make a couple extra coins on the weekend. I just know personally that I will go to confession for the first time in decades. Decades. Wow. I mean, we're talking, I don't think I've been to confession in 25 years. Wow. 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 And I'm going to march myself into a church. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get in that booth and I'm not going to use the screen like a coward. Wow. I'm going to be face to face with a priest. Wow. You're going to punch gonna say, through the screen. You're going to say, we got to get, we got to remove this. After well, at the my church, where I used to go to church, you had an option. You could either go face to face like a man. Right. Right. Or you could hide behind the screen. Gotcha. Like a worm. Gotcha. Okay. I always went face to face like a man. I'm going to go there and I'm going to sit face to face with that priest. And I'm going to say, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Right. I underestimated the box office power of the nun too. Right. Right. And right. then I'm going to get up and go because there's nothing else I want to say to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even going to wait to hear how many Hail Marys. You're just going to get no. up and go. Okay. No, he's just going to see my ass. Right. Right. Just a little yeah. took us on the way out shaking that yeah absolutely yeah 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 i I think that i think that's fair and i think again that's a great potential revenue stream for these churches so the nun two has held really well saw x obviously these saw movies do not hold historically as well and the exorcist believer is coming out but 
it's true. Saw X opened on September 29th. That is not spooky season. And obviously, no. ours are around, but that is not taking advantage of the Shocktober bump in any way. And yeah. they, I think, clearly did this because they're going to drop it on PVOD the week before Halloween. That's coming. Yes. Um, yeah. But you're right. I think the hold should be pretty good based on the film was well-reviewed. There's obviously love for this franchise. You're not going to have rainstorms, fingers crossed, next weekend. And you'll get the more Halloween, October, hey, let's see what horror movies are out there situation. I do think, and not to beat up on The Exorcist, because we're going to get to The Exorcist on this coming Wednesday's episode. Yes, possibly with a big special horror guest. So we'll leave it at that. So Robert England, um, so we are going, um, we're going to talk about it, but I think if I look and see, there's a, a rapturously reviewed, uh, saw movie out Mm -hmm. or a maligned exorcist movie coming out. Where is my dollar going to go? Right. My dollar is going to go to Saw. Like, I just do think that the, I, I always say horror is critic proof. And um, I facetiously said that in, you know, return to that e- that that text that we got that mm-hmm. it's critic proof. It doesn't matter what, you know, penny a penny for a sentence bloggers say about a movie right, when it right. comes to horror or anything, truly. But I do think in this case, somebody who knows the Saw history and knows that these movies are maligned and sees a high score like that is going to be curious yes. because the swing, the thing with the creator is everybody was saying 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's bullshit for that sort of movie. Yes. That, that movie, sort of needs movie to be had 95%. to have. Yes. And it have had Oscar to have Bus. the saw. Yes. It had to have the saw X number at right. the and Rotten Tomatoes. The fact that this movie got that high of a Rotten Tomatoes score shocked even myself yes. and made me even more curious. Yeah. And I think that is going to be something that's going to get people going because this Exorcist movie looks like dog shit. And I think people are going to know that they're going to want to spend their hard earned money on something that looks good. Yeah. Um, and the Hollies fans came out, Pat. I mean, we didn't even respect the Hollies fans here. Yeah. Because if the base came which is 16.5 million. Yeah. I mean this thing got to 18. We're talking 1.5 million uh, uh dollars worth of Hollies fans yeah. and they can't be wrong. The, I mean listen, I would say the base for Saw is closer to the 14 million that Saw 6 made in 2009 cuz other than Spiral, that's the low watermark of of uh the franchise. Jigsaw actually had a little bit of an uptick. Uh okay. you know, from that. So 14-15 million is the base. The base, the base. And so this film did above that and did a big rebound from Spiral. So Okay. I would say you got a couple of million worth of Hollies fans. I think something to factor in here is more than any other Saw release, they've really done a great job of making Billy the Puppet go mainstream. I mean, did you okay. see the Billy the Puppet Saw parody of the Nicole Kidman AMC uh, film? So that no, you've got you've did got somebody a, make this. Was it fan made? No, no, this was part of the movie's promotion, and it's got millions of views on YouTube. 
and on various social medias, you know, your TikToks, your your IG reels and so on. And it's a great parody of that. It's it's Billy the Puppet riding his bicycle into a movie theater, watching moments from previous Saw films, talking right. about how self-mutilation feels good in a place like this. Great, great parody. You know, listen, uh, you, if this was SNL with Sarah Squirm playing Billy the Puppet, you know, we 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 this this be another star making vehicle for for her huge mm-hmm. huge I would say success in making Billy the Puppet relatable, making him pop culture kitsch. Obviously, there then is the line where it becomes Chucky, and then therefore becomes you know more of a streamer. So Billy the Puppet is obviously isn't there yet. Billy could open a film in the way that Chucky really can't right now. But yeah. I think this is a move they had to make. Because you didn't want to be in the torture porn bucket anymore. Torture porn's over. Audiences have left the bucket behind. Billy the Puppet needed to evolve. And I think that the critical success here, the 18 million, that showed Billy the Puppet has has changed with the times. Mm -hmm. So I think they did a great job setting Billy the Puppet up to continue in the modern age and not just be in that torture porn bucket forever. Now, these the writer strike has ended, but the SAG strike is still continues. Right. As I know, because I'm on the front lines yep. as a SAG member in horrible standing. Yes. Oh, it's gotten worse. Phone calls at this point. Your yeah, standing yeah, yeah, yeah. has the standing's decreased. gotten worse. Okay. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Over the strike, it's gotten way, way worse. Wow. Wow. Uh, my esteem inside that institution has gotten so low. But right. SNL was not able to premiere when it normally premieres because of the strikes. Right, right. Now, it's supposed to be coming back sometime in October, hopefully. Right. But my question here, when we talk about people not being able to promote, were we robbed of a Tobin Bell-hosted SNL? With a Billy cameo. I mean, was that something that we only would have been able to see this season, right? This right. was the season for it, right? Right. Season premiere, Tobin Bell host SNL, and were we robbed of that? You know, here's the thing: I don't think we were robbed of that yet because I think he doesn't get to host until Saw X does a good opening weekend number. He, say okay. there's no strikes at all. I don't think Lauren puts Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw Killer as the host in less saw already has opened well and shown that it's still part of the public consciousness. So I, I think what I'm saying is I'm saying there's a chance. Okay. I'm saying there's a chance and listen, so he still may. Okay. A little bit of a tease but- because you and I have been talking about doing a special episode on this feed where we make our annual picks for who's mm-hmm. going to host SNL that may or may not be dropping on this feed as a special bonus, non box office related episode. Um, and I think you got to throw Tobin bell in the maybe pile right now. He's in the maybe bucket. He's in the maybe bucket okay. of hosting SNL. But you know, who's not in that bucket. Who's not in the bucket is John David Washington. He will not be hosting SNL based on the creator that, that, yeah. that is, he's in the no bucket. He's in the severed. I think bucket. he got, you know, they put the names up on the little index cards. Yeah. I feel like that index card over the weekend got thrown in the trash. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Yeah. I think no, no John David Washington, but maybe see you can do that. I can't. I'm not scabbing. Yes. I I could do a Lauren impression on this show because I'm not in SAG. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Next weekend, we got a Exodus Believer. So we'll be talking about that midweek, possibly with a special horror guest, uh, you know, uh, child care dependent on that one I'm hearing, but, but we'll Kane see. Hodder. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Clayton, that is the box office weekend. Love seeing all these new films. Love being surprised by a new film like The Blind. Nice little Monday I mean, morning treat there. We had only one holdover in the top five, and that was The Nun. Yeah, and we, again, do have to apologize to church uh, representatives for underestimating The Nun, too. I guess I have to then also, when I go to confession, say I was blindsided by The Blind. Yeah. Might as well throw that in there, too. I mean, I think that one, you find a local reality TV show star, and you apologize to them. Okay. Yeah, more than a church bus movie, I feel like that film, it's a victory for reality TV as a protagonist. People are still accepting of reality TV stars as a protagonist, you know, your Truman Show type of star, but they do not want Redditors, shitposters, and gamers as the stars yet. We, we don't feel comfortable with that line of work quite yet. Well, reality stars have been around since the real world started in their early 90s, right. so I think there's time for that to happen. Right. Where redditors have only been around and in the public consciousness for a shorter time. Yes. Yes. Shit posters have not integrated themselves into society like reality no. stars have. So, yeah. Uh listen, everyone, audience, email us. We'd love getting your email, so email us the BO boys podcast at gmail.com let us know if you saw any of these films hey if you saw the blind at a fathom event this weekend we'd love to get that boots on the ground reporting so email us at the bo boys podcast at gmail.com of course give us five stars on all the podcast platforms but most importantly apple podcast the only one that matters um follow us on the social medias want to be a senior intern christopher killing it with the vertical videos on social media at the BO Boys Pod on TikTok, on Twitter X. We hear soon that there will be additional posting happening on Twitter X from the BO Boys account and not shit posting, just box office posting. So follow yeah. us at the BO Boys Pod on your social medias. Of course, we are YouTubers. So watch the show on YouTube so you get the full story and subscribe to the channel. These subscriptions are going up and up and up. And the more subscriptions we get, the bigger this show can get. Because there's a lot of great things that happen when we hit certain subscription milestones. So subscribe to the YouTube channel today. Like the videos. And of course, Clayton, ring what? That bell. Ring that bell on YouTube. And uh, I said, of course, write us. Five stars. All of that. Hey, listen. Shout out to the great podcast Jesus, uh, great guest Kirk Minahan had a successful pay-per-view spectacular this weekend live from Saco, Maine, and we watched it. Huge pay-per-view spectacular. They announced two new producers, one of whom is named Jack Clayton. So 
I don't think that's a coincidence here that now two producers, one's named Jack. Listen, we have learned a great amount from Kirk Minahan, but based on that pay-per-view, might have learned a little something from the B.O. boys. That's Mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. Or at least, you know, it seeps in there. But if you haven't already, you could order the order the replay right now and catch what you missed. You could order the replay of the Kirk Minahan pay-per-view spectacular and uh and and get up to date so that's it i mean that i i think we've done it clayton i don't think there's anything left to say no there's nothing except for <gasps> until next time we'll, we'll smell you at the, the bar.